everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And we are talking today about season one, episode 23, the one with the birth. Making babies. The birther. That's right. So as evidenced in the title, um, and if you'll remember from last episode, um, Ross gets a page at 55 Jimbo Letting him know that Carol is going into labor with their baby. So he was just about to hit on Rachel. Or wait, Rachel was having a sex dream about Ross. And then she woke up because he got paged and fell on her or something. Yeah. Something hilarious. Something totally hilarious. Something totally hilarious. So they're all like Ross is being extra like nervous energy today yes. um and he beats them to the hospital and yeah so this is a good episode because kind of everyone's together at the hospital but still has like different little tracks that they're going down mm-hmm. um but i think they're all pretty funny so yeah um we'll start with who do you want to start with I mean, I guess we could start with Joey. Okay, your fave. Because I like this plot line a lot. Renee's five fave side story. My fave, my Ugh. fave guest star, a young Stacy Carosi. Yeah, a, a young Stacy Carosi. It's AKA Leah Rem Remney. An older Stacy Carosi. Yes, probably true. Right. Um, so it's not Christina Ricci. It's Leah Remini. <laughs> You can yeah. see where I got confused. Yeah, you can see where you could get confused. Um, but I think why I really like this um, is because I read Leah Remini or Remini, however you say your name, Leah. Sorry, I don't know how to say it. Um, I read her book last year, and she talks about auditioning for Friends to be Monica. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And it was down to her and one other girl, and they saw Courtney Cox walk in, and they were like, yeah, we know she's going to get it. Um, was Courtney Cox famous at the time? She was only famous for being in the, uh, she was in a, was it a Bruce Springsteen video? She was in some sort of music video. Oh. Um, and I can't remember who now, but that's how she like was really recognized was being this cute girl in the music video. And now so I they can't. were like, oh, it's the Bruce Springsteen girl. We don't yep. stand a chance. Yeah, pretty much. funny. So I love that she was in the show still, um, kind of comes full circle because obviously she would have auditioned like months prior because this is the end of the first season. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she still got to be on. Oh, that's so quite that's nice. Cool. Didn't they say that initially they wanted Courtney Cox to be Jennifer Aniston or was it? She I, wanted to be Jennifer Aniston's role. I think she did want to be Jennifer Aniston's role. Or some, one of them or wanted to be the did, other role. I think that they that they wanted her to be, and she was like, no. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Can't but remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was. It was Bruce Springsteen. It's um, Dancing in the Dark. I just remembered. Okay. I think we should post it on our. Yeah. I'll find the to do link that, right? and we can post it. Yeah. We can see a young a young Courtney Cox. A young Courtney Cox. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun to watch. I've actually never seen it, um, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. And also we'll find, I mean, if people don't know what I, what we're saying when we say young Stacey Carosi, 
Oh, yeah. I'll find a picture of Stacey Kurosi, too. And if you don't know who Stacey Kurosi is, I'm really surprised you're listening to this podcast because you're very young or you were sheltered in the 90s. One of the two. No judgment. Yeah, that's just saying. A, no judgment. We're just saying, like, we're surprised. That's a reference, for those who don't know, to Save by the Bell, the Malibu Sands Beach Club. Mm-hmm. Which was one of my Mr. other Crow favorite Thief. shows growing up. So good. So good. The so obstacle cheesy. courses. Have you, have you watched it as an adult? No, I don't think I have. If you're ever, like, sick one day, and I would recommend this to anybody, and you just kind of want to be mindless, but you want to be comforted, but maybe you need, like, a pick-me-up. Watch, and you don't want to watch Friends? And you don't want to watch Friends, which yeah. is what I normally go to. But watch Saved by the Bell. It is horrible. Like, the acting is bad. The transitions are awkward. The set is really cheap. Like, the I don't, laugh track. I think they were, uh-huh, the laugh track. I think they were making this show on, like, $30, $40 an episode is my guess <laughs> of budget. Um, But it was such a, I mean, maybe it wasn't as much of a success when it was originally on the air. I mean, no, it's a cult classic, but... I, I mean, it wasn't funded like one. <laughs> right. So. Or that's just what we had to go off of. Back. Well, it was kind of like, it was, I don't remember if it was positioned like this, but it was kind of like um, a soap opera for teens and tweens. Yes. And like soap operas aren't super high budget outfits. That's you know? true. That's true. It was kind of after school, specially. There was always a lesson. Yeah. To be which yeah, I feel like, the like TGIF. Yeah, I think that was part of the course in the '90s. Like they thought, well, if kids yeah. are going to be watching TV, they might as well be learning a lesson. So there's yeah, always like, a lesson. They're, like, like, don't steal your dad's car and then wreck it when your friends are drinking wine coolers. Or like, don't max out your dad's credit card. Or you know, or like, have to be nice. Your clothes. Don't be mean to the ugly kid. Or like, bullies stand up to the bully. Like yeah. that was the. It was. It was like Sesame Street for tweens. And if you're going to get teens. a modeling contract to go to Paris, like, don't ditch your friends to do it. Is that in Safe by the Bell? Yeah, when Kelly gets the modeling contract, when they do the Girls of Bayside uh, calendar. I need to go back and watch. Yeah. She goes to Paris? They, she gets off. She, I think she maybe actually goes, but then she's like back in the next episode. Of course, they never mention it again. Um, Sorry. So she went from Girls of Bayside calendar to like... Obviously, this, that is trolled by all of the top model agencies. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, and they all were in, like, a catalog. Like, they all got asked to model. And then Kelly got asked to do this, like, Miss Teen USA in Paris thing. I don't remember the details right. exactly. But, you know, something it like It sounds that. like they repurposed that exact same plot line for when they made um, Zach Attack, the band. And then Zach got prop propositioned by his like hot young music manager with mm-hmm. an edge to like ditch those idiots and go solo Zach you're the real Always. talent which I'm pretty sure is exactly how it happened to Sync. I mean that's why we have Justin Timberlake oh gosh don't you think real life imitates art that's it's all I gotta say. it so does <laughs> anyway so enough about anyway. Zach Attack and yeah. the girls of Bayside back here at Friends Joey is helping Leah Ramini. So he sees her because they bond in the waiting room over um, a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And then she starts going into labor. Presumably she's already in labor because she's at the hospital. Right. But um, she's like, okay, need to get, you know, need to start having a baby. So he kind of like rushes her in and sort of assumes the role of support coach, which is just so cute. It is cute. 
I liked the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I not that we need like Joey as father of young baby plotline. Probably wouldn't have worked. I see that why they didn't quite take the it twist. forward. Quite the twist. Would have been, would have, it, it, yeah, would have been real interesting, real different. Um, but I love the part where um, she's like, I know I'm not alone. Joey's here. What do you mean, Joey who? And then she's like, <laughs> and then like Joey the who? mom wants to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And then the mom wants to talk to him. And so he's like, hi, Joey, Italian. I'm an actor. Hello. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so funny. It is so funny. But that's so like, I mean, I could totally see my dad or my grandmother doing that. Like, oh, yeah. Asking to talk to the stranger. 100%. Oh, yeah. Very. My mom's done that before. When she was like, oh, my mom's not here, but she's done that before when I was like with somebody and I went somewhere, she was like, I don't approve. Let me talk to them. And I was just like, oh my gosh, now you're just harassing my friends. But anyway, yeah, it is very New York Italian and it's, um, it's adorable. Yeah. It is so, so yeah. Did you notice, um, when Joey is helping Leah Ramini, um, during the birth and there's the nurse that's in the yes, room. Yes. It's Estelle. It's Estelle. It's Estelle. Estelle I, I had to look it up because I was like, that looks like Estelle. Kind of sounds like Estelle. Yeah. Kind of feels like I Estelle. I actually, I think that she might even play a third extra, but don't hmm. quote me. It might just be that she does the two. So obviously everybody here who's listening knows who we're talking about. Estelle Leonard is Joey's agent. Some may say maybe they met during this chance encounter and she was True. like, Hey, I also run a talent agency on I the side. I moonlight as a subpar talent agent. <laughs> I moonlight as a chain smoking subpar talent agent. Um, and my day job is, you know, nurse and in the, in, in the delivery ward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the same, um, extra that plays Estelle, but yeah, I thought it was really funny. I, she's, she has the same kind of like strong direct, um, but she doesn't have that like offensively f- offensive accent. <laughs> Joey, well. it's Estelle. <laughs> it's Estelle. Yeah. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah. So, so that's funny. So that's, that's them. And then, um, Joey cutely goes and like buys a little balloon to, to give to Leah Ramini. But when he comes back, um, the father is there with her. Cause apparently when Joey said actor and the mother hung up, she immediately <laughs> called the father of the child. Um, because Leah Ramini's like, how did you know? And he's like, Oh, your mom told me. So anyway, so it's, so Joey just kind of like, yeah, he was, he, it's pretty cute. Yeah. It's, it's cute to see him care and not just be, it is cute you know, to see him a care. womanizer. There's a couple nice. times where he gets like he falls head over heels for women in this series, and it's, do you feel um, like it's always when he can't have them? Yeah. yeah. Who else? There's so there's um, there is the girl, the actress Kate, who's dating the director Kate. in that play. Oh yeah. Uh huh. He falls for her. Uh huh. Um, there's Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Which I don't know if he really you know falls. He was for head her, over but... heels. Yeah, they just kind of click. No. They click. Wait, who was the other one? You said his roommate, his Janine. Janine, yeah. Yeah. She's just stretching everywhere. <laughs> and then Rachel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the only right, and he can't have any of them. I don't think there's anybody else. Yeah, because he's so in love with Rachel, but she's like forbidden fruit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Joey wants what he can't have. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, so, um, so that's Joey's little side story being adorable. Um, Chandler and Monica are there. Um, they are are just kind of like hanging out and Monica's being really clucky and wanting babies basically. Clucky. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Do you say that? They say that in New Zealand, like, oh, so clucky. Does that mean, if like... If you're, like... Chatty? What does that mean? No, it means you want babies. Oh, like a mother hen. Yeah, so, like... If so, like, I, like we I would say like, baby fever. Exactly. So you could be, like, clucky. oh, you know, I don't really... I didn't really think I wanted kids, but then when my friend brought her baby over, I got so clucky. And it's just kind of, like, fawning over the baby and, like, oh, okay. you know, like... Yeah, baby fever is kind of the same thing. I was thinking clucky because she, like, spontaneously bursts into tears when she sees a baby go by. Yeah, she does. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Which I actually thought was funny. Her mom, I mean, she's so mean. Like, she's 26. That is, like, basically still a child. So young. So young. Maybe not biblically, but um, in today's world... It was, what, like, 94 when they were filming this? Mm-hmm. So certainly not Bible times. Yeah, pretty close, though. Judy. Judy. Yeah, I mean, I she got married when I was 26, and I kind of feel like I was a child bride. <laughs> I wasn't, but, you know, like, it still feels young. Not, like, too young to, to handle it, but just, it's still young. It's young. It, yeah, it's not a problem if you want it, but it's like, it's also not like, oh, you've lost your opportunity. Like, right. she still has a long time to get married and have children at the mm-hmm. age of 26. Yes. Um, we know, Judy, Judy's very rude. She's a little pushy. Too pushy but, in this one. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of how young they are, so... Chandler's like, tell you what, Monica, because she was like, I'm never going to have babies. I'm never going to get married. Wah, wah, wah. And he's like, well, tell you what, if we're both 40 and we're not married, I'll marry you. And she gets all like, why won't I be married when I'm 40? And he's yeah. like, no, no, hypothetically. And she's like, okay, hypothetically, why won't I be married when I'm 40? Fair question, uh, Monica. I think it's so funny because it's just like Chandler obviously is trying to help, but she's like not in the mood to be helped. She's just, right. you know, dealing with a lot with how she's feeling and her mom. But, um, but foreshadowing, he's been there all along. But I kind of see that. Like he sees it as helpful, but he sees that he, she sees it as him like presenting her a solution to her existing problem. Right. Because she's like, I don't want to have a backup. I just want to get married. Exactly. She's like, I'm not looking for backups, just looking for like the real deal. I feel like everything they show about Monica as a kid, like she's been wanting to be married and like have a family ever since she was really young. Mm -hmm. You know, like planning her wedding and like having little dolly tea parties. I guess that's normal. But also like it just the way they make it sound is like she's wanted to be a mother since she was like really little. Yeah. True. What do you feel like is really popular? I mean, I feel like when we were in middle school, we would say things like, if we aren't married by the time we're 40. Oh, yeah. But because in middle school, 40 seems like, you know. In 20 ancient. years or so, which, spoiler alert, it's coming. <laughs> oh. well, in middle school, it was like, we were, what, 12? Oh, and yeah, we were I just guess it like, was almost 30 years of 
away. Yeah, 30 years away, which I'm surprised we didn't say younger. Like, I think we'd say, like, if we're 30 and we're not married. I feel like that's what we used yeah, to say. Yeah, that's probably true. Which, I mean, but, I know you don't really remember this, but Ashley used to tell me that she was just going to wander off the earth when she turned 28 because she thought that was it. No, I remember saying that. I fully remember it. I just changed my mind. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad because you're still here. I would have been really lonely without you for the last four years. I have this weird fear of getting older. And like, I don't know if it's because I'm the youngest child or what. Like, I just was like, had Peter Pan syndrome and just like wanted to, didn't want to age. And so I was like, I don't even want to deal with like turning 30. You know, everyone makes such a big deal about that. You know, we'll find out in like 10 seasons or I guess like four seasons when that episode happens. But um, everyone makes such a big deal, or at least they used to. Like when we were yeah. younger, turning 30 was such a big deal. And it was, it was, it was like seen as a bad thing. It was like, oh, well, because once you're 30, like say goodbye to the fun 20s or whatever. Yeah. I and, think 30 is the new 20. Well, it was just like growing up with that. You're kind of like, well, what do I have to look if all the good stuff happens before you're 30 and then it's just like a race to the grave from there. Like what's the point? Um, and so I did, I did used to say like when I'm 28, I'm just going to like cease to exist because I right. don't want to deal with it. But I have to say when I was like 26 or 27, I'm so thankful. Um, this woman named Melissa, who was like, maybe 10 years older. She's a really good friend. Um, and, um, she was the wife of our pastor lived across the street, mom, like just really fun, really wonderful, relatable, a very young 40. I'd say she was like, look, people say that, but my thirties were so much better than my twenties. Mm -hmm. And then I started to hear that from other. So she was like the first one to like really speak that truth. And then other people said it. And I was just like, it just, I don't know. It just made me realize like, that was something that didn't have to be true. And I was sitting mm -hmm. here dreading something that like, I didn't have to dread. Like everyone else was saying it was the beginning of the end, but she was like, my thirties have been so much better than my twenties. And I was, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. Why can't they be fun? Yeah. I mean, I loved my twenties, but I love my thirties. Like, I think they're awesome. Same. They've been so great. I just feel so much more empowered. Yes. Well, I mean, and when you're 20 in your twenties too, you're like, struggling to pay for everything and you don't really know what direction you're going in. And I'm not saying I have it all figured no. out by any means, but you know, you can be a little more like relaxed. And I think you have the energy when you're 22 to like be directionless, but I don't have the energy for that at 32. Mm. So that's a downside to being older, but yeah, you know, I'm cool with like just doing my thing. <laughs> the metabolism and energy thing oh, is disappointing, yeah. but but do you know what? Like our partners are also in their thirties and like, it's fine. They're We're all in the same stage. What? <laughs> oh, that, that's not where we were going with this. Oh, well, I mean, true, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's totally true. I do like twenties were so fun, but it was also like, you don't have the benefit of experience. You're not, it's just interesting being 32 and looking back and kind of being like, oh my gosh, I'm actually like, I'm at that turning point in my career where I'm now seen as like somebody with expertise, somebody that boss people go bang. to for leadership advice, boss man, bang, board member, like board member. That kind of stuff. I was just like, wow, okay, it's here. And like, we're young. We're, we're very new into our 30s. So 
I think it's really cool because it's like, well, this is only going to get better. And I think it's just because we've owned it. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. to everybody out there listening, whatever age you're in, if you're in your twenties, that's great. Enjoy it. Don't be rude to older people. If you're older, stop being rude to younger people. Mm-hmm. Stop it. And just enjoy whatever age you're at and don't let people tell you otherwise. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Oh, I'm so sick of older people being rude. <laughs> Who are you hanging out with? Be the change you want to see in the world. Um, It's not who I'm hanging out with so much as who runs across my path Uh, in life. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Curmudgeons. Curmudgeon is a good word to describe. I stole that from my old man husband. Who's not? A, who's a sexy curmudgeon? He is a Halloween sexy curmudgeon. Costume. I love it. <laughs> That'd be a great Halloween costume. Write it down, curmudgeon. guys. Uh. Next year for Halloween, go as a sexy curmudgeon. Did I tell you? Um, we're having a Christmas party this year for my company. Well, we do every year, and it's always themed. This year's theme is 1920s, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be a flapper like every other person. So I'm going as votes for women. Sexy votes for women. Uh, no, because it's company Christmas party, not Halloween, but I, I'm going to be oh. Winifred Banks from Mary Poppins. Yeah. And I guess sexy votes for women kind of negates the point. Well, so just like sexy handmade, but they did I that know. this year for Halloween. I know. There were a lot. I actually went to a big Halloween party and I thought I would see some handmaids and I saw none. I was shocked. Wow. Not even a sexy handmaid. Not even a sexy handmaid, but I did see like four shares from Clueless and like five Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Wow, bringing that, that like, back. With that like sassy onesie outfit she wears with the cutout sides. Wow. Yeah, I was like, who, where did you find, where did you all find this dress? All of you guys. Yeah, that's, that's throwback. Interesting. Yeah. The 90s, man. They're, they're back with a vengeance. Well, I they're guess it was a 90s back. party too, so that makes sense. Okay, you forgot that key I detail. forgot that part. But still, so I mean, that's such a specific thing, like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. It is pretty specific. It's I a good know. one, though. We had a 90s-themed Christmas party last year, and I mm-hmm. was Elaine from Seinfeld, oh. and everybody was like, why are you wearing your normal clothes? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> anyway, we digress. So for those of you who don't know what Ashley looks like, you can follow us on Instagram, Best Friends Club Podcast. Yeah, Best Friends Club. You can follow us on our website. Best Friends Club Which, podcast. Was, it's, we've yeah. really stuck to the branding here, guys, yeah. making it easy for you. Ashley has curly hair. Just, that's why it's funny. Yeah, that's why it's funny. Yeah. And Renee's beautiful. So anyway, on we go. <laughs> I went as um, sexy beautiful for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, Renee, why are you wearing your normal clothes? And I'm like, well... <laughs> I'm actually just being sexy beautiful for Halloween, so thank you. (laughs) Hey, if you guys need help figuring out your next Halloween costume, just DM us. We're here. We love it. We're great at this. We actually are good at We'll get into that. We don't go to sex. We are good at it, but let's save that. Let's save that. A Halloween Halloween episode episode. and not a birth episode? We can't give away all our secrets so soon. So he's early in the game. Okay. All right, sexy, beautiful. <laughs> Great nickname. Um, I'm sticking with it. So so Chandler and Monica are kind of just hanging out in the waiting room. Um, and somebody else who's hanging out in the waiting room with them is Rachel. But Rachel is like 
trying so hard to get a date with um, Carol's OBGYN. Sexy doctor. Sexy doctor. Um, yeah. And so he like, is this the episode where like she keeps, oh no, that's the doctors who are cute, cute doctor. Or maybe it was this mm-hmm. one where she's like the doctor and Chandler's like, was your dad a doctor? And she's like, yeah, why? I'm like, <laughs> That was this no reason. <laughs> yeah. She goes home and change, like when she meets yes. the doctor and sees how cute he is, she goes home and puts on like a green velvet Christmas outfit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and comes back like all dressed up and yeah. So, so she's flirting with the doctor. Um, and he's, he's into it. Like he seems super into it. He's flirting back. Um, until <laughs> at one point he asks her out and he's like, I just have to say though, like, I find it hard to date in my line of work. And she's like, sorry, what? And he's like, okay, well, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a waitress at a coffee shop. And he's like, do you ever just get home at the end of a day and think if I see one more cup of coffee and she's just like, that's great. That's great. Oh, and you what know, do you make to, of this? To be honest, I have thought, I have thought this. I'm like, why is this a profession that a man would want? Because it's a good question. It, it the, I, I can't say no judgment because I don't know if it's judgment. I just honestly don't understand because it's not, um, life is not like sexy OBGYN. It's like very unsexy. Well, so maybe it's not a pervy reason why the one I have a friend, a female doctor friend who is a urologist. Mm-hmm. So she's just dealing with wieners all day and it's usually old Ooh. men ones. Yeah. I mean, it's all our nurse really friends, I guess, like place you be. they are always, it's always like old wrinkly men. But that's nurses. Like that's not specific. Like they're not specifically mm-hmm. male geriatric nurses, you know, like yeah. these people, OBGYN specialize for that. But it is a good question. I don't know. I was thinking, um, for anybody out there who is an OBGYN listening, which I'm sure is a large part of our listener base, (laughs) doctors in their off time, um, does it ring true? Like, is, if this guy doesn't want to date because he's around so many, I don't know, talk to us about your experiences. Just, we want to hear from you guys straight from the horse's mouth. (laughs) Yeah, pretty gross. But yeah. um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, that sounds weird. Um, like for him to kind of be like that because you'd think you'd separate work and personal, but I guess maybe not. Yeah, I don't. Like know. you think you could be quite mechanical about it at work, and you're just like, I'm just like this is a this is a health profession. I'm just looking at this from like an anatomical health perspective. Yeah, but. I don't know. But would you, but that's, I think that's the thing is, would you be in your personal time and have a hard time not thinking it from a health perspective? Oh, I see. Okay. I think so it's, it's that like way. You, you, it's like, don't, don't be like studying and analyzing Ooh, your dates yeah. in that way. But apparently he is, which is, sounds like a weird personal thing, but I don't know. OBG's out, know. OBGYN's I mean, out there. You tell I us. guess I'm like really critical of like PR campaigns and marketing campaigns and photo shoots and things like that. Like I, I just see all the things I would change. That's a good point. This is why I think it would be so hard to date a plastic surgeon. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I think that that probably rings true. I am too insecure for that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not interested. 
Rachel's dating the sexy doctor plans are foiled because, yeah. (laughs) So the main topic of this episode is the baby. Um, So Carol goes into labor. Ross and Susan are at it again. Mm -hmm. Classic Susan versus Ross. Honestly, so annoying. And I was thinking in this, like, if I was Carol, I would probably go, like, this is very unattractive this is a very unattractive characteristic of Susan as well. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be like, do you know what? I'm out. I'm living in peace alone with my baby and cats Mm -hmm. rather than live with any of the two of you. Yes. I'm so glad when she kicks them out of the room. Me too. She's trying to give birth and they can't even like get over themselves. They're so annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, I, so, so right. So she kicks them out of the room and um, they're arguing in the hallway and Phoebe is like, I don't want babies to hear this, you know, it's like their first thing. So she shoves them in this supply closet, which they end up getting locked in. Mm-hmm. And, oh, is it because they're, oh yeah, it's because they're arguing over baby names mm-hmm. and they're like talking about Jamie and he's like, who's Jamie? And they're like, it's our baby. And she's like, he's like, no, it's not. And they're like, yeah, we went back to Jamie. He's like, back to Jamie. We never landed on Jamie you know we we had it during that whole Jesse Cody Dylan fiasco (laughs) (laughs) that which I think is what I should call I feel like aren't aren't there twins who are like Cody and Dylan that were on like sweet life yes ironically they are Ben oh that's right (laughs) well older Ben not like dopey toddler Ben Yeah. yeah they're older Ben not not bowl cut Ben not bowl cut bun who I mean honestly I'm like is there something wrong with that kid just looks Renee. so dopey to me I'm sorry I'm horrible I'm horrible okay bowl just, cut Ben if know. you're out there sorry. and you're listening I'm sorry no just write into us and talk to us about it like I was probably like well no I was a very adorable bright-eyed child but whatever you were super <laughs> cute baby but I wasn't on TV you looked just like me sexy beautiful sexy beautiful um, we did look similar to the point where Renee and I both once, uh, there was baby pictures of us side by side and our parents couldn't tell us apart. Mm-hmm. Or our parents were like, wait, why are there two pictures of my daughter? Uh-huh. <laughs> what are your hypothetical baby names for your well, hypothetical baby? Funny is that, um, Matt's hypothetical baby name is Cody. Really? I, I don't, I mean, not that I don't <laughs> like it. I just doesn't like resonate with me I guess right that's what I want to name my child um I I don't know I can only ever think of girl names I have a harder time with boy names okay what girl names do you have um I've always liked the name Charlotte oh that's so pretty and I love the name Isla cute and Sienna oh that's I like really prissy names I don't know why why all all my hypothetical children sound like prep school brats like if it was in Gossip Girl that's probably what I want to name my child I want to name your kid funny um I had a boy name I can't think of it now I don't know you got any boy name you got any names you got a couple names I've got a couple I I've always liked the name James for a girl I like not I didn't intentionally stick with Jay but I really like the names Jill and Jane um, mm-hmm. I know I they're like Jane. quite simple, but I think they're just so I pretty. I don't mm-hmm. like Jillian. I like Jill, um, and mm-hmm. Jane as well, but 
also, I have some family names that I really like. Um, my Nana was named Beatrice, and I thought B oh. is so cute. Just Super B-E-A. cute. Um, and then Rose was my other, was my Anyu, was Rose. And I think that's really pretty, too. That is pretty. I love that. Tell us Ruby names if you want. We'd be keen to hear them. So, um, right. So, um, Phoebe, Ross, and... Susan land themselves locked in this supply closet and they're like, okay, there's no way we're going <laughs> to, oh my gosh, Phoebe is cracking me up with the songs she's singing. Like, it's okay. So, so she's, she brings her guitar in case things get musical and she's, she's in the waiting <laughs> room and she's like, sings the song about like, you have a baby and you love them so much or, and then they grow up to resent you so much and they, you cry and you cry and you cry <laughs> and all these parents are walking by like, Oh my God. And then, um, and then she, <laughs> so they, so she stops and now they're in the locked in the closet and she's singing and they found their bodies the very <laughs> next day and they found their bodies. <laughs> so funny it's so good it's so funny it's so good so they're all freaking out trying to get out of this locked utility closet while phoebe's singing about their death and the, their bodies being found um and they decide they're like okay look we're gonna um you're gonna have to go through this air conditioning vent um and so she puts on this um you like workers jumps jump like coveralls jumpsuit thing and she's like ben ben to the rescue and, um, cause it's hospital worker, Ben, hospital worker, Ben. Um, and so they stick her up in the closet and right, or sorry, closet in the ceiling. And as soon as she gets up there, presumably hospital worker, Ben opens the door and they get out and she's just like left there dangling. So they go into the room. She kicks out, um, the, the, is it Estelle or is it a different nurse this time? Is Estelle the only nurse they have I on think duty? It is. I think it is Estelle, yeah. Okay. She's just the L&D nurse. Yeah, L&D. Just making those rounds. Labor and delivery. Oh, learning and development? No? Okay, different world. <laughs> learning <laughs> and development nurse. Teaching them all, <laughs> upskilling them. Um, oh, so Estelle Leonard kicks everybody out of the room, and she's like, except for lesbian lovers. And Chandler's like, do you have to be Carol's lesbian lover? Um, <laughs> anyway. And so she gets kicked out. Carol has the baby. And I love that. Like you can hear from the ceiling, Phoebe goes, Oh, you guys, he's beautiful. <laughs> she's up in the- Phoebe's killing it. These last she's few episodes. So funny. Um, and they end up settling on the name Ben, which is so cute. Yeah, it is. And a classic. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much everything that happens in this episode. We've got babies, we've got every day is lesbian lover day, we've got sexy curmudgeons, we've got the whole nine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's good. Oh Everything is good. And, um, yeah, and at the end, Ross is a father of baby Ben. Yeah, I do think it's so cute at the end when they're all like hovering over the camera, like they're talking to Ben. Yeah. It's cute. It is. Great um, camera work. And it made, it made me laugh when Monica's like, I will always have gum. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I think that made me laugh so hard because my nieces and nephews are like, do you have any gum? Can I have some? Can I have some? Can I have some? Mom, can I have some gum? Like, <sighs> gum is currency to these small people. How funny. I don't know why. But do your nieces want gum? They never asked me for gum 
they asked me for money. <laughs> but do you know why I think that is? It's because I'm exotic auntie who lives um, in a different country and I send back. Oh, they want like foreign coins. Yeah. Yeah. They want like, cause like I'll always, oh. like when I went to Bali, I came back and I had like a few bills left over and it's like not even uh-huh. worth transferring it back. So I just sent it to right. them or like same with Thailand. I gave them some coins. They've got New Zealand coins, Australian coins. When I went to Europe, I sent them some stuff. So like, I think it's that's fun. that, although my youngest niece, her Christmas list last year was like, She's really into collecting rocks. So it was like, interesting rocks, a $100 bill. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess you're not going to get it if you don't ask. So, but it's true. I was imagining your cute little nieces with like not a like extra bone in their body coming up to you like um, John Ralphio's sister in Parks and Rec. Money, please. Money, please. <laughs> They're so cute. No, we recently went to like this fancy dress shop and they sat on the couch reading books. Like they're just adorable. So yeah, it is funny that they'd ask for money, but anyway. Um, okay. So, Hey, I think that's everything for this episode. Um, and the exciting part is that next one's our last one for season one. It's our last one. I can't believe it. Guys. I can't believe it. We're here. You know, what's so funny though, is like, this feels like the finish line, but we're only one tenth of the way done with the race. It's true. But it's just that now we get to like really dive into so much fun stuff. So this has been really good guys. Thank you so much for listening along so far. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're not done just yet, but we've got one more episode to finish off season one of best friends club podcast. So for the penultimate time in season one, this has been season one, episode 23, the one with the birth. Join us next time for season one, episode 24, the one where Rachel finds out and all hell breaks loose. Um, Oh, snap. So signing off, I'm Ashley. I'm Renee. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.